This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. That was a little bit of Ariana Grande. And today I am joined by the amazing, it's Andrea Digimani. How are you doing? Hi, everybody. I'm doing really good. You? I'm really, really good. I'm, I'm, I'm loving your outfit today. It's very... Um, um, dramatic. It, dramatic. That, that, <laughs> That's me. That is the word <laughs> for it. Um, for our lovely listeners who are listening in and maybe don't know you, don't know what you do, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you're, you're a musici- musician, aren't you? Yes. I'm a singer-songwriter, but I also do perform with my band or acoustically. I'm 23 years old and I'm originally from Rome, Italy, and I moved here in London five years ago. And I went to study at the Abim London, which is a great college. Yeah. And after that, I started releasing my music. And ever since that, it's been a nonstop journey, really. That's amazing. You absolutely, you like, you've practiced that elevator pitch, haven't you? Like, like you nailed that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, obviously, you've done it for a while. And after you listen back, sometimes you're like, ooh, I really shouldn't have said that. I was like, yeah. I tend to talk a lot. That's my tea. Like, That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad really thing. It really is sometimes <laughs> because it's like you're saying a lot of things and nothing. Yeah, basically. Sure. So. so let's talk a little bit about your music. So how did you kind of fall into the music industry? Because I know that, I mean, you've got some really big stuff coming up and you were involved in Pride's Got Talent before and you're going to be performing at Pride this year, which is yeah. London Pride, which is a pretty huge deal. So kind of how did you fall into that? And then how did you kind of connect that to kind of like the LGBT culture? So basically, I started when I was a kid just doing piano lessons, and then I grew up until eight, and I started to do singing lessons, but it was more like of a hobby, and my mom was really like strict, was like, no, you don't do any no TV shows for you up until you get your diploma, okay? And I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. And it's like, I do thank her though now, because I think, like, at least I have a diploma. I have a degree now as well, but at the time I had a diploma. But after that, I I did a TV show experience back in Italy. Uh, it's nothing like The Voice or X Factory, something in between. Um, but like a talent competition yeah 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 so it's all oh. singing like there is all the tv drama and there's like people talking shit on your back and you have to go like <laughs> ah, well, you said that to me. like all of that and it was great and he made me realize oh do you know what actually actually i have what it takes to do this yeah so all of a sudden i was like i just want more from this italy yeah. wasn't really i don't know i wasn't getting those right vibes and since i came here i was like yes it's like i'm breathing i'm like i'm being myself and you know through coaching through meeting people um i decided also to go into this lgbt uh, sort of like message that i have it's because i'm talking about my journey most mm-hmm. of all when i came here i thought oh okay i moved to the uk i'm gonna be all good and then it was like nope that wasn't going to happen, really. So it matured after a while. Actually, yeah. in my last relationship with a girl, it was oh, like, well. I can't take it no more. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I know what I want, so stop this right now and just focus on being you. Sure. It was hard, but, like, look at me right now. I mean, you can read it up on my face. And I couldn't feel better about myself, which is the message I really want to spread with my music as well. It's like... There is always a hope and there is always mm-hmm. somebody you could talk to out there because I didn't really have that or I didn't couldn't find that in, you know, in Rome or in Italy. So I had to move here to kind of find those people. 
Yeah, so let, let's talk about that a little bit more because I think it's really interesting in, in, in two ways because of yourself as a singer-songwriter. I think sometimes, you know, being from an Italian background, it, it can kind of limit your opportunities. Um, I think that the, the music industry can be very kind of American, English-focused and, and, and that's right. not really fair. <laughs> um, so you kind of having to kind of break away from your home roots to kind of pursue your career. But also, do you find that you found more of an accepting LGBT plus community coming over here than there was in Italy? I got to be honest with you, because I don't want to, you know, throw random mud on LGBT yeah, community when I don't. I actually don't really know. I actually never really connected because back then I didn't feel comfortable enough to, you mm-hmm. know, to go out and just be like, yeah, this is me, like I'm gay and everything. I would still call myself bisexual. I think in my head it was all happening here. I'm just like, oh, but, you know, if I call myself bisexual, society will accept me. Sure. So it's all good. Because you get all those straight friends coming like, oh, you got to sleep with everybody. It's so cool, man. I'm like, Gee. <laughs> but, you know, thinking back now, I'm like, oh, God. Um, but definitely, yes, coming here and also meeting with the Pride family. You had a guest. One of them is Tom Knight. Like, yes. Is yeah. Lovely Tom. Mine. And then there is Ian Master Harris as well. These two guys really kind of like nurtured me, sometimes giving me, you know, some tough love, you know, not you know, opening doors straight away. But they also always rooted for me. And knowing that there was somebody at least out there for me made me feel so much more great and comfortable also to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, fuck it. Yeah, I'll just be me. And, and, and was it kind of Pride's Got Talent that first kind of gave you that foothold into the music scene over here? Or were you doing no, other things no, no, as well? No, I, was, I was doing like things before, I geeked before with my band as well. It's just I didn't have specifically that message. I suppose you could read that all over my face. Like all of my friends were like, oh, no way you're gay, what? Like we all know. Sure. And it's like, I didn't. So like as long as I know now it's better. But no, I started you know doing geeks before. Mm-hmm. But now really like I would say like in the past year, year and a half is that also when I try to step a foot like as an <laughs> activist also within our community to kind of be a voice, to you know, to be that. Because in Italy we don't really much have that. Yeah, do you find there's a, there's a big, um, almost like a lack of representation of kind of LGBT plus talent out there in Italy yes Yes, yeah. yeah, because obviously we come from a Catholic background. You can't erase that. It's, sure. it's within. I I had all the sacraments. So like, if I could get married in church, I could. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah. Um, but it's very rooted in the culture. So mm-hmm. even with my mom, like right now, we just agree to disagree. Like she's a Catholic sure. woman, and she has her views, and I have mine. So I just you know don't go into argument mode but you know going back to the question yeah no there's there is few people but i feel it could be way much more so that's why i would love to be that kind of like italian but also breaking through this industry is kind of like yes i'm here and when i have my platform finally kind of like doing some of the work yeah it it, it makes a tremendous statement um i know i I spent some time living in italy myself and obviously my experience is going to be very different to yours growing up there and having lived there but my kind of i found the lgbt plus um scene there incredible the scene in rome amazing drag queens I went and saw this incredible drag performance there was literally like 15 drag queens on stage (laughs) or like just wonderful diverse culture but then you kind of step out of that gay scene and it was almost as if like LGBT plus people didn't exist it wasn't that there was like rife homophobia or anything like that Mm -hmm. I just found it was almost as if the entire culture and society almost acted like LGBT plus people did not exist and I found that to be very strange because it's it, it it is kind of it is almost like a homophobia but it is root like you say it is kind of rooted in this religious background yeah. and that i i met some lovely lovely wonderful people who would say to my face i don't agree with the fact that you're gay but they were the nicest people yeah, i had yeah, ever yeah, met absolutely. otherwise and it's really difficult to kind of 
pair those things together because I think we think of homophobia and we think of people being violent and people shouting slurs, but it's not always that way. And I think Italy sometimes can be an example yeah. of that. Um, so I think everything you're doing and just you know putting yourself out there and being authentically you <laughs> um, is, is is incredible. And Thank you. I congratulate Thank you, you Thank on you that. Thank you so much. Um, I think we should listen to a little bit of yum, your music. Um, I'm really excited about this because I actually haven't heard this song yet. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. This is Our Own Way by the lovely Andrea De Giovanni. already a massive fan of your music oh, and i know you. what i'm going to be listening to on repeat on the way home how do you think i'm, I'm really interested in kind of like lgbt plus artists out there and i just think sometimes getting your name out there as an lgbt plus artist can be really difficult and i think a lot of the you know big names that we already know i think a lot of them kind of established themselves and then came out do you think do you find it to be kind of a barrier to almost your success because I know we hear a lot about um, you know supposed people in the industry who may be LGBT but we're not sure and that there's potentially pressures and people telling them not to come out because it could damage their career like what's your take on that being so out and proud yourself personally obviously you don't want to you don't want to be like a massive you know judge too much I understand that sometimes in certain situations there is labels there is like bigger companies there is budgeting being put behind so um, some people think that it's better to establish yourself and then come out I personally don't agree with it it's mm-hmm. like it's it's terrible it's, it's kind of like it's at most saying like yeah we love you guys and everything yeah but then it's like <laughs> but when it's about playing my song you don't play it though, yes. do you yeah. no so that's the kind of my point is we should be really open like since the beginning like what's the problem in being, being like super feminine in my looks or being like very artsy and all of this and I don't want to go out there with like I don't know like a smoking smoking or everything or like a nice dress like an obvious thing it's not me I'm yeah. way much more bubbly so I wouldn't be represented by that but at the same time I respect like I think it's personal and always should be personal choice if you want to come out come out if you don't want to don't whatever the reasoning is even if it's as shallow as my success i get it but personally i'm not a fan of it sure and i and i I do agree that it's everybody's individual individual choice and we shouldn't judge people if they do decide to stay in the closet for whatever reason that is um i do think there's a bit of a almost like a change in the tides though maybe Mm -hmm. i think we have so many kind of lgbt artists at the minute like really current so we have like Keenan Lonsdale, um, Ollie Alexander, Troy Savan, Amanike, and we have and not only are they queer artists, but they're also their songs are about queer things yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. Um, and I find that I think that's something I, I, I know that we had George Michael back in the day and he was singing about, you know, having sex outside <laughs> and all of these things that Girl tend George. to kind of be related to um, kind of having a gay identity. But I think other than that, it's been really, really rare. But suddenly we it's it's becoming more and more common. And maybe it's because we're in our own little kind of bubble. Um, but I'm only seeing praise for it. I'm not really seeing that much criticism for it. So, yeah, we'll get, like, what's your take on that? Would you kind of put a lot of your sexuality into your music, do you think? Or do you kind of keep them separate? I understand it's like, oh, with, with branding and marketing, it's, it's difficult. so tough. Yeah. Because... You want to be true to yourself, but then you can be too true to yourself. Like, you need to find always the balance in between. And I understand that. Like, I did uh, one song, which is called Got to Blame. And when I did the whole video and everything, my point was to be extra. I wanted to put my sexuality there because it was my statement. But I almost feel like 
the more broad you are with your message, because, like, obviously I'm talking mainly to, you know, LGBT community, gay kids, feminine gay kids, obviously, that's my main thing. But at the same time, I feel like emotions are very general. Like, mm -hmm. there isn't just the category. And and then my music is led by emotions. Like, sure. stuff that happens to me, I get really upset about it, and my way to get over it is just writing a song about it. So I, I always like to think that, yes, obviously, I proud of my flag and I will carry it with you know forever but at the same time I also want to speak to the other side of the world kind of be like you need to start to accept this as well and not put me in a box of oh you're an LGBT artist no I'm an artist mm. that happens to support LGBT community totally And like other artists, I mean, you see some other artists supporting Labour or Conservative Party. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, you know, they have your own choices at the end of the day, but they're artists. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very important. Do you think then um, that some people come under, I guess, unfair criticism sometimes? Like Sam Smith, for instance, I think in his music, he's always kind of kept the songs very neutral. He's kept his pronouns very neutral. So anyone who doesn't know him or know who he is, even you could have some really quite homophobic person would put on one of his songs and not know that he's singing about men because he keeps it all very neutral. And I think he's been really, really heavily criticized for that. But I think that's kind of unfair like i think you know it is amazing if somebody puts themselves out there and goes no you know what i'm going to sing about loving a man and i'm going to make that really explicit in my song that's incredible and good for anyone who does that but i think if somebody just chooses to kind of sing from the heart and sing the emotions and not necessarily put a label on that i think that's absolutely fine as well and i think criticizing that sometimes is a little bit unfair Yeah, I do get what you mean. And I do I do see the criticism on the other hand, yes, though. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because obviously it kind of felt, like even for me, because obviously I'm experiencing it right now. I'm experiencing what are the difficulties. I could be going out in a perfect sort of like x-factor typey kind yes. of like boy band sort of guy and i know that that for the right now would bring me maybe more 15 year old girls going all uh -huh. crazy about like and playing on my sexuality that I, you know i'm what what am i like i'm bi i'm whatever do you know yeah. what i mean i could do that road and but i rather choose to be who i am yes and um in his case it kind of it really kind of felt like it just up until that sort of like grammy speech it's like oh yeah i got me trophies so like <laughs> Like trophies are in the trophies sure. are in the garage. Just so now, now I'm like can say that, and maybe just that I didn't particularly like because sure. I, it kind of felt like oh I needed to win the award before I and would then say, yeah, and it kind of makes it feel like oh you can get that award only if you are that kind of way. Otherwise, if you're too gay or too that, you will never get an award. I don't know the kind of message that so it's, come it's, out it of it. So it sends a bad message, even though that probably wasn't his intention. That's probably not exactly, why he did it exactly. that way. It kind of puts out the, the wrong it idea. Could, it could be perceived that way because obviously I'm an artist doing it right now and, yeah. I, and I encounter every day all those difficulties and I just pick myself up. I'm like, I don't care. It's not today. It might be tomorrow. Like I know that, you know, once you reach a certain amount, you know, following and, you know, when you start to be interesting for those media, they will all end up talking about you because that story, like if you look at David Bowie, one of my biggest inspirations. Yeah. Same thing. Nobody got him at the beginning. Everybody thought like, oh, we still there we still sing David Bowie today and probably in 50 years we'll still sing David Bowie. Oh yeah, we absolutely, I mean? absolutely so. will. 
I wanted to pick up on one of the other points you made there, and that was about this kind of the the idea that if you're trying to appeal to that kind of teenage girl fan base who can be the hardcore hardcore fans, and if you're going into the world of music, you want those people because they're the ones who are going to buy your concert tickets and be there supporting you. <laughs> There's always I've heard this said so many times about the idea that if somebody's gay or bisexual, that they're going to lose that teenage girl fan base because they like to kind of. I guess fantasize about the idea of being in a relationship with these artists, but I've just never actually seen this in practice because I've seen these same, you know, really dedicated fans yeah. giving the same love and attention to the gay artists, and they still see them as you know this object of desire yeah, 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 sometimes, yeah, 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 and they still crush over them. <laughs> um, so, like, take you know who do who do teenage girls love these days? Like Sean Mendes, for instance. He's a he's a straight man. Um, oh. That guy, <laughs> very, be- very, very, very beautiful, beautiful Mendes. man. Um, but I feel like if 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 Sean Mendes, for instance, happened to come out as gay tomorrow, I don't think any of those teenage fans would suddenly go, "Oh, we don't want to support him anymore." I just don't think that's real. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I I don't know to be fair because obviously I actually quite never really got that fan base because you know I'm being pretty much you know out there maybe when I was in TV the first time uh, because I was like very sort of like clean face or this cute little guy I was, <laughs> I was so cute because like I'm 19 so clueless you can see like you yeah. watch Meg the Tame and I'm so clueless they're kind of like yay I'm enjoying myself so much but it's like ew like if I look back now it's like Mm-mm-mm-mm. but and I can see that but I don't know I guess it's it is kind of like that though at the same time I feel because obviously if I were to the content that I post compared to those kind of artists that I appeal to that because I've been close to a lot of them yes. like I've done you know PR with all of them gone to meetings red carpets and, and I see how they carry themselves it's, and again it's no judgement obviously you can choose to do that but it's the kind of like same old bloke tons of muscles the hair cut that way the blue eye which is all very low <laughs> yes, you know what I mean and it's like I've seen probably 20 people like you. And yeah. it's like, I don't know, I always strive for, you know, people that are very brilliant and original in their own way. That doesn't mean you cannot be, but I feel a lot of being very sort of like put in a box that they all kind of have go for that look. And literally, you go to one of these parties and they're all the same. You're like, mm-hmm. who are you? You're like, I haven't met you before. And it's like, I don't know. But but going back to what you were saying about David Bowie, for instance, I think in the in the long term, those are the people that you remember. And at the end yeah. of the day, it's about people's talent. At least it should be about people's talent and not yeah. the way they present. <laughs> you would hope it would be about people's talent and not the way they, they present themselves. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really funny that, um, that I was mentioning all those LGBT plus artists just a moment ago because I've actually just looked at all the music we've got lined up for this show I know. and it's literally <laughs> just like lgbt plus across the board which is incredible and this was this was not planned so i guess that in itself shows that shows that the queers are making it into the yes. mainstream and, yes. and and that's incredible and and hope, hopefully yourself hopefully you're gonna blow up and fingers crossed i'm, <laughs> sh- I'm, I'm sure i'm sure we're going to be playing your music on the show for for months if not years to come oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, later on in the show andrea and i are going to be reacting to your sex confessions so if you would like mm. to send them in you can do that by emailing callum at foobarradio.com it is completely anonymous so feel free to share whatever you like and we won't give away your identity so uh yeah tell us tell us your naughty naughty secrets um should we have um, some another queer artist, Andrea. Oh yes. All right, let's have a little bit of Amanike. This is tongue. Swimming pool of passion, mutual attraction. We both know there is something going on. 
absolutely love Emily K. Cannot cannot get enough of that lovely, lovely gentleman. Um, I want to learn a bit more about you, Andrea. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd play a little bit of two truths uh, and one lie. Okay. So for our lovely listeners, in this game, Andrea is going to tell me three facts about himself and his life. Um, I'm hoping some of them might be naughty facts, but I guess we'll I wait mean, and see. Uh, what, what is naughty? Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, and I'm going to have to figure out which one of them is the lie. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's do it. Do you want to tell me your first fact or okay. lie? Truth the or lie? The first one is that I prefer the bottom bunk. Oh, I love that. I love that you were colorful with your language there. Oh, straight <laughs> into the point. Um, see, I think this I think this raises a really, really interesting question, actually, kind of about um, stereotypes and the way we make assumptions about people and their preferences in the bedroom, their sexual preferences, etc. So I think you're incredible and you're very out there and you kind of have like a feminine style. And a lot of people, I think, would attribute that to the assumption that you would be a bottom. But I don't think that that is the amount of instances where I've met people and it's just been the complete opposite. I've met incredibly masculine guys and then they've been bottoms. I've met incredibly feminine guys and they've been tops. So I don't want to base this on assumptions. Okay. Um, The only way that I feel like I can figure this out is, I I don't know, I feel like you're quite, you have quite a wild personality. (laughs) And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like bottoms are often a lot more adventurous in the bedroom and 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 i just feel like you wouldn't be you wouldn't be timid or shy in the bedroom oh no I and i mean that, that as a compliment no, no, of course <laughs> no i definitely wouldn't but interesting well i don't think i can work that one out so i think i'm gonna have to use like a process of elimination to figure out if that's okay. a truth or okay. a lie so okay. okay so let's hear your next one the next one is that i love sushi it's like best food in the world Ooh, i can't get on with sushi like uh, I just find it odd. Why? A lot like, of people that it's very interesting. I get that from a lot of people. Like actually. if I go for sushi, I don't touch the fish. I touch the like little chickeny bits because I'm 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 just not on board with fish, especially when it's raw. Okay. And it just it just doesn't do it for me. I get you though. I get you. Um, sushi's not very Italian. I know. Um, so That's yeah, what I thought I it was interesting because you know I'm Italian, so he's like. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feeling that you were you were brought up on a lot of pasta <laughs> and rice salads. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but maybe that's why you love sushi because it's a little bit different. And I don't know. Can you, I guess you can get sushi in Italy, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're living in 2018, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can get sushi in Italy. Um, oh, again, I'm not sure. I feel like mm, I feel like you look like the kind of person who enjoys a bit of sushi. Right. I can I can see you sat in yo sushi in town. Yeah. Mm, that does seem like you. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, what is your third? The third one is that I hate Taylor Swift. How? What? Okay. Ta- is is that? Do you hate her music or do you hate her? Both. Okay. Let's unpack this. Let's unpack like this. Both. Tell me. Tell me why you hate Taylor Swift. Because I enjoyed it up until it like her own. The whole point of her was the music. Sure. As soon as an artist, just it's more about the drama around you. Yes, that your own music to me is like drop. It's like I lose interest yeah. because I feel like most of her like 
recent stuff as well. Apart the music, I just didn't like the recent one. I felt like it was kind of like Whitney Spears trying to brought back 2018, but sure. not really quite there for me personally. Uh, and then the whole personality, the whole drama, the whole constant thing. I just feel like, I don't know, there is people out there struggling even to get like one, like a quarter of what you got and you there like arguing because like, oh, he said that about me. He tweeted that about me. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and I see, I actually, I'm just for the record, I actually love Taylor Swift. Um, so, um, got a little bit of a bit, bit of tension here Sorry. in the studio. Um, and just so passionate about this that I'm already saying that this is, this is one of the truths. Um, but let's not talk about Taylor Swift for a second. Let's just talk okay. about the music industry in general, because I think often there is this kind of drama that surrounds, um, musical artists, especially when they're huge. But I don't always, and let's, I'm not referencing Taylor Swift here specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about people in general. I don't think it's always the artist's fault. I think they reach a certain level of fame where people start speculating about them and people start talking about them. And then, you know, uh, a journalist or something will pick up something in an interview and spin it. And then next minute you've got a fight between two celebrities that wasn't like necessarily caused by themselves. Okay. And then often like, and, and, and the way you're looking at me, I know you think I'm talking about Taylor Swift. I'm not. I just mean in general. And I don't think it's always the artist's Oh, no, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. And I think for you, for instance, being a, a, an artist, I think it would be really, really sad because you're so dedicated to mu- your music and you're so passionate about your music. If you were to become like number one world best-selling artist and then all of a sudden you were getting all kind of dragged into all of this drama, it would be a real tremendous shame because it would almost be like you were forced to put yeah. your music second. Yeah. Um, and then bringing this back to Taylor Swift, I think that's kind of a little bit of, you know, whether she's been in the right or the wrong with all the drama and things that's happening, I don't know. But I think there's been a little bit of that. I think she's almost been dragged away okay. from the music being the focus. And the same can be said for a lot of other artists. You know who I think kills it in terms of this? Beyonce. That's what I, that's literally what I was about to say <laughs> to you. It's like, you see it a different way. It's like, she still has a little of that because yeah. come on, the elevator... She made a song about it. And she's telling you in the yeah, song, yeah. like, of course, sometimes she goes down, you know, in the elevator. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's an icon. That's how you do that kind of thing to me. Exactly. And that's the first fierceness way. Taylor Swift, what, what, like putting a version of yourself without a plane, doing all of that. It's like, honey, to me, that, <laughs> to, me, to me, that's saying all of those people made you who you are right now. So sure. actually don't criticize them, thank them, because I don't know if Kanye West didn't interrupt you. I don't know if your career would have been so up, <laughs> honey. So sorry, I'm spilling the tea can, all the I way. I can see here. you're very passionate about this. But no, I, I agree with what you're saying about Beyonce, because Beyonce, she, she doesn't say anything on social media. She just keeps her mouth shut. She makes her music. She puts it out there. And if she wants to make a political statement, she does it on a stage and she does it properly and she drives it home. Every single time Beyonce steps out on a stage, and she has a message, the world goes crazy and she nails it every single time. So I would agree with you that certain people out there, um, including the lovely Miss Swift, I think, (laughs) could learn a lot from Beyonce, but maybe it's not a reason to judge them. We can disagree with them. We can disagree on that one. That's fine, that's fine, it's okay. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to say that that is absolutely true. (laughs) I mean, you've seen the passion behind it. (laughs) Because if if you actually were a big Taylor Swift fan, you would be the most incredible liar ever. Exactly. Um, So that's absolutely true. So I'm torn between whether you like sushi and whether you prefer the bottom bunk, as you put it. Um, And I'm going to say you don't prefer the bottom bunk um, and you actually hate sushi and that is my final final answer how do you do that smashed it they get it How'd right you do that yes! yes you did so you hate sushi as well 
No, no, I love sushi. Oh, no, what do you say? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, did I get it wrong? Wait, no, no, no. You did say that I didn't prefer the bottom and that I liked sushi. Didn't you say that? Um, which is the lie? <laughs> the lie that I'm a bottom. Yeah, that's what I said, exactly. right? Exactly, so it's right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what you said. Did I say that? You said I don't that. know what I said. I've I've confused myself But you're not a bottom No I'm glad we cleared that up (laughs) On the radio To all of our To all the fact I'm single as well honey So (laughs) like So how do you What do do you think about This kind of like Stereotyping of Of sexual positions because it's, it's kind of bizarre i, I mean know, even right? i i get it all the time i get people um messy even though i've i've made videos and i've very publicly talked about the fact that i'm a side meaning i'm not really into anal sex um and yet even though i've made videos about this i've talked about this very publicly i've talked about it in interviews i've talked about it on the radio i still <laughs> get an awful lot of people Stereo. out there who message and be like oh you're such a bottom and things like that and it's like it's it's such a it's such a strange kind know, of right? um and I don't know if it's bottom shaming because they're not always saying it in a malicious way. Oh, no, sometimes, no, no, no. sometimes they're saying it because because they're attracted to you or whatever, and, and they know, want right? to kind of build up that fantasy. Exactly. Um, but yeah, what what do you think about the the kind of stereotyping? Well, like, where do you think it came from, and do you think it's problematic, and how do you think we almost changed that? I, I I think we could. It's just because I think it all comes with like silly stereotypes and labels. You see somebody who's really feminine, so like the equation is just that is like, oh, feminine woman bottom. It's like this is what happens in your head. Yeah. When it's like, I think there's always so much more to that. It's not just your preference or you need to call it. I find it also we call it in very different name. Like every two years, there is a new terminology. I'm like, what? I'm like, now it's like all about like dumb top of power bottom. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what the hell? I, even, <laughs> I asked the guy genuinely. He was like, oh, are you like a dumb top? And I'm like. I think I'm a tar, but what do you mean by dumb and tar? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you just only do top. Okay. I was like, do I really need that definition? Is that so important? I don't know. I find it, like, very funny. I think as long as, like, obviously the line is, like, you're just asking and it's just, like, funny banter. Yeah. That's okay. I'm not okay when it could go it depends on the tone when you say it but it could go into like a shaming kind of thing yeah or you're just like oh like, you're a bottom or like oh you're feminine or you're this and you're that because i get that i got that a lot in the past as well yeah like i get gay people looking at me going like oh you're a proper faggot aren't you i can't yeah it's just- no it's 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 horrible and i think and i think sometimes um these terms and things and it can be said in, in jest. People people within our community can often say it as a joke and they don't mean any harm by it. But sometimes I think they almost cross that line and it becomes offensive, not just to the person you're saying it to, but to, you know, if, if you're, if you're femme shaming or bottom shaming, it's, you're not just insulting that person. You're insulting a whole wide range of people. Exactly. And, you know, like it's, it's almost hypocritical because we're so much like, you know, we want to be ourselves and let's represent and let's be diverse, exactly. but just don't be feminine. Like, <laughs> exactly. it's, like it's, and it, it, it yeah, I, I it's can't. Like, I don't shame either. you for being masculine. Like, personally, I don't like no tea. Okay. I'm throwing the shade Uh-oh, here. Here we but, go again. Uh-oh. But, <laughs> like, I don't particularly find a lot of, like, attractive, a lot of this kind of, like, guys that they all have this perfectly muscly chest and it's all like I can pull ahead and pull like you know interchange the people it's the same thing mm. it's all about body and it's all about like it's like no I think to a person there's so much more than mm. just you know just your body but I don't shame you for that it's like, if that's your choice you feel good about yourself you go to the gym because it's your mantra that's what you want to do cool you do your thing let me do mine we are a community support each other whatever you're going to do obviously 
sexually I'm not going to be attracted to a lot of these muscular people and he's yeah. like of course it's good for like his trade like when his trade is like trade of the season okay you love to watch it <laughs> but I don't know if I would actually go into a whole thing with them sure but he's yeah live and let live really it's like do you think um, masculinity has historically been put on a pedestal almost within our community it's like it's like seen as if you're masculine it's it's the it's the holy grail I know, right? It's, it's, it's funny because that's the thing, like, attaching to this also sort of like the trans side of our community as yeah. well. I think that it's getting there, but there's so much we could do to have them represented. Like, what happens in America, it's terrible. It's mm-hmm. terrifying, all these, like, black trans women getting killed, and nobody talks about it. Yeah. Like, we talk about it within our community on Twitter. That's why I love Twitter so much. Because I think, like, our sort of gay Twitter is, like, we're very powerful, I, I love think. gay Twitter. Love it. It gives me life every day. Like, I find something that gets me laughing or it gets me, like, motivated to do more because yeah. you see people being so dedicated to it. But, yeah, I think, like, masculinity in itself is a big deal. And, obviously, if you go there questioning it, which is my deal, my big deal is questioning masculinity all the time. Like, what is masculinity? Just because society puts a label on it. Yeah. It's, like, that doesn't define what masculinity is. Like, I love to be masculine and feminine at the same time. Like, I could feel more kind of like, you know, diva realness at times, especially on stage. Like, that's like full fantasy going on. Yeah. But I'm also going to be the rudest man in the world, honest. Like, I watch football with my dad drinking beer and burping and like, you know, sort of like, you know, being very loud at the stadium and all of that. I like to, you know, I like to be diverse and like be everything in a spectrum. We don't have to be in our little boxes. Or that. No, exactly. absolutely. You can be so fluid between the gen- it's so cool. I and I, I I love when we see people kind of expressing their gender almost in whether they identify as non-binary or not, but they almost have a, a non-binary expression. And you see people and you might see somebody in a dress and heels, but maybe they're really muscular and maybe they've got a beard. And I just and I and I love it when you see almost that merging of, of genders because I think that is that is the way that's the way of the future. I feel like exactly. everyone should be able to express themselves without kind of these labels and i think talking about bottom shaming talking about femme shaming (laughs) talking about these things within our community they're actually holding us back and they're stopping us from progressing into that future that i think we all want exactly Exactly. um yeah so um should we have some more music on that note all right let's have a well speaking about expressing ourselves let's have a little bit of sanctify by years and years Love, love, love that song. Um, how do you feel about dating apps, Andrea? Uh, I'm on them. I guess I had my fair experience with them. The first time I moved here, it was like, oh, God. Like, definitely, like, abused them. Oh, God. And then you kind of realize, it's like, oh, you maybe shouldn't, you know, sort of, like, sell yourself so short that easily. Yeah. Uh, and then now I kind of on them more for a laugh. Like, I love when people contact you because they're very bizarre. Like, people are very bizarre. It's not like I'm talking grinder, most of all of them. Like, There's some interesting people. It's bizarre. It's just bizarre sometimes like the request that you get is like do you know the most interesting request I've ever had on Grinder was somebody now I can't remember if they wanted me to dress up like a kangaroo or they <laughs> wanted to dress up like a kangaroo but they wanted I think no I think they wanted me to dress up like the kangaroo and then they were saying that they wanted to like finger my pouch <laughs> 
and I, or maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember. And so I was just creepy. like, this is a very, very specific fetish that you have here. And I was almost, I almost kind of wanted to talk through it with them and be like, can you tell me more? <laughs> like, do, do you provide the kangaroo outfit? Do I have to source it myself? Like, how, how, how does this work? <laughs> Oh my god, that's how, like, I love it, I love it. Like, it's, people it's, are bizarre. It's an it's, interesting little world, and I, f- I feel like the heterosexuals out there are, are missing out on, the, on our little they gay all, world. They're all on there. Like, they all are. Well, that's true. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, they're just like, oh, I'm straight, but can we meet? Yeah, I've, I've, I, I've seen a lot of that too, and I always find that interesting. That I, You know, I think these people, they're just kind of curious. They want to experiment. You know, I, th- I feel like as, as gay people, often we kind of particularly in our teenage years, you know, before we come out and things like that, we almost experiment with women um, because we're kind of told that's what we're supposed to do. (laughs) So we all kind of have a little bit of, whether it's just dating a girl, kissing a girl, having sex with a girl, it it, it varies for people. Um, I think straight people never have that opportunity. So maybe they hit adulthood and they're like, wait, I've never, um, maybe maybe I like guys. (laughs) Maybe I want to have a fiddle. Maybe I just want to. And I think that's where that comes from. Mm -hmm. I think that's why you get so many like, straight men on grinder. That's just my take on it. I, yeah, I guess I don't know. also like masculinity is being so fluid right now that I also feel a lot of these kind of like old society construction are kind of like falling down. Yeah. The amount of like straight friends that are like experienced or have one little thing with a guy and I'm just like, oh honey. It's like, it's okay. That's the thing. I think it's harder to admit mm-hmm. on a social level because I guess people kind of feel vulnerable if they admit that actually they might be bisexual and there's nothing wrong like it's all good but I guess it puts them in a spot where from the society point of view they're perceived as weaker than the alpha man sure but again I feel like I feel like we don't need to put people in boxes you know you can identify as straight and have a couple of flings with guys if you really want to that's that's, 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 that's fine enjoy 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 exactly exactly exactly. (laughs) you're probably gonna get your life way much better than a woman sorry man Well, we're going to be turning dating apps on their head right now. Okay. Um, so I have a few fake little um, profiles here, and you're going to have to decide whether you're going to swipe left or right on these people. Okay. But instead of it ba- being based on their pictures, you're going to do this based on one thing about them. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so your first one is your date offers to pay for the meal, but then pulls out a voucher or a coupon to pay. Are you swiping left or are you swiping swiping right? I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be like too much of a bitch, but a coupon. No, <laughs> Queen, man. Sorry, I can't. A coupon. You're saying no. I'm much so- more worthy than a bloody coupon, okay? <laughs> like. um, I've actually done this before. No um, not a coupon, but like I had like a, a, a free meal and I was like, well, make the most of this. And I, and I took someone out and um, didn't actually use money to pay for the meal. Well, it, 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 depend, it depends in the way that you did it, okay? <laughs> I, I, I didn't condone it that way. If you just, like, kind of, like, silently went, like, paying the bill, and it was kind of, like, your tea, you did it, and then you came back to the table, and it's, like, it's all sorted, kind of classier. Okay. Yeah. I can condone it. If it's, like, at the table, it's, like, I'm, like... <laughs> no, I was I was full on, like, when we were, like, texting before we went on the date. I was, like, I've got this. I've got a free meal. Should we go and, should we go and eat the free meal? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay, that's, okay, that's, <laughs> I was that's upfront different. about it. That's I was different. upfront. Okay, fair enough. Condone. That's different. That's different. That's totally different. <laughs> you know, we got bills to <laughs> of course, we all do. We all do, but obviously, I'm not saying like, okay, spend like fifty pound on me. Yeah. But just 
girl. Come yeah, on. you you want to feel special. You want to feel like you've been treated. Yeah, I mean, after a while, then then when you get to the whole confidence level, it's like, yeah, use whatever coupon. Like it's fine. Like, yeah, date four. Never, exactly. Like whatever, whatever you want to do. First day, your first impression, a coupon. <laughs> no man. No, no man. <laughs> All right. Your, your your next one is, you meet on a dating app, and before you've even met in real life, they have already added you on Facebook and followed you on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, this is the, like I don't know. I'm torn because like part of me would be like, oh, like oh, it's all about music. Oh, so cute. <laughs> part of me is like, oh, is he a fan girl? Yeah, you know when you get this thing. Because when yeah. you're an artist and stuff, sometimes like I went out with people and they were like, oh, I love you. I love you so much. Oh I love my you gosh, music. really? And it's like too much. Yes, because it's like we need to get to know each other. Like, thank you. And obviously, you don't want to be like an absolute dickhead. It's like, oh, stop talking about my music. Yeah. Like but you really wouldn't want that to happen. It, so it, it puts in a it puts a power imbalance in place, which you never want because you want to be on the same level with somebody. Yeah, and if you suddenly feel like, like they're like a big fan of your work, then I, I think it does it creates this imbalance, which makes yeah. things awkward and difficult. Okay, um, but I'll say why pride because we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, Aww. so we'll, we'll get to see him, and then if he's a fine girl, then we leave. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, you know, I, I, fair enough. You know? I, I, I agree as well. I, I think Facebook is a bit much though because that's like that's like very private and right. personal to me. Right. Um, but you know, Insta and Twitter, I often do follow people on Instagram, like because yeah. I want to go and look at their pictures and have a little. That's the, re- the whole reason for social media is to literally like stalking people in a in a good way. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. is actually allowed by law. You can stalk people out that's the reason why you do facebook isn't it it's a legal way to stalk exactly that's, that's the, why why would you want to be friends with somebody if you think about it why would you want to be friend on facebook with somebody because you want to look at the shit. yeah you literally see where they're literally. going and he's like yeah so you're gonna be like <laughs> all right your next one is you're on a date at a fancy restaurant and every 10 minutes your date goes outside for a smoke break oh Ooh. so i used to smoke Uh-oh. i'm quitting now okay but because I smoke, I'll definitely stay left because I had eight, ten minutes. It's like, what? Like, yeah, I used to smoke. Yeah, and it also smells bad. Mm. Like, I realize this now. Like, I know it's how silly it sounds, but like, I stopped smoking and realized I smell so much better. It's like, I don't have that rotten, like, vibe about you. So, yeah, and in fancy restaurants as well. How bad that would that look? But this person keeps on, like, jumping every ten minutes. And you're, like, left at the table, like, there's, like, yeah, I think it would just be a bit much. If they kept leaving the table for any reason every 10 minutes, I'd be like, what, what is going on here? Like, and, I, I, and I get that you might be a smoker and you're addicted and you need a hit, but can you not wait more than 10 minutes? Jesus Christ. I'm much more worthy again. Yeah, like, g- give me some love and attention, please. That's what I'm trying to do here. Right? Like, <laughs> look at me. I put all this shit on. Like, I put all the glamour on. Like, love it. <laughs> so I think I'm, I think I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I usually say yes to everyone because that's, you know who I am, <laughs> but I think I'm saying no to this person. Thank Are you God. saying no to? No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 good. No, no. Ever uh, agreed. Ever. Um, yeah, um, uh, though I would date a smoker. Just no, saying. absolutely. No, no, absolutely. I Friendly. will. I've, I've been for so long, so like, I, I really <laughs> cannot be now like that. I think date smokers. Like, no, obviously I would do. Yeah. So for any any beautiful men who are smokers exactly. who are listening, um, we are both available. <laughs> 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 All right. Your last one is: it's the first date, and they keep calling you pet names like Babe and Honey, left or right. Oh, I don't know. I actually like that. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. I do that to people just because I can't remember names. So I'm like, hey, babes. <laughs> well, I do it too. Like, I I might say babe or honey to a mate or someone I've just met, but I feel like yeah, I think it depends on the context. If they're saying like, oh, how are you doing, babe? Like, you know, that's just yeah. friendly. Or it's hey, babe. 
How are you doing? You know, I think there's a big difference okay, yeah. between those two things. And right. I think if they were doing it in a very like intimate, loving way, and it's the first date, I'd be no, like, okay, whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. But if that's just, hey, honey, then exactly. I'd be like, oh, this is fine. Hey, honey, how are you doing? There you go. I think it depends. It depends on the tone. Depends if it's serious, it's left. If it's like funny and like, because I'm the same, like very just like you know flamboyant and stuff, we can say right. And then it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think we're in agreement. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. I think we're in agreement. Good. Um, we're going to be joined by a, a, a lovely special guest um, very shortly. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, they'll be joining us after a little bit more music. So let's have a little bit of Troy Savan. Take a trip into my garden. I've got so much to show you. Fubar Radio presents... Rose. I'm very, very excited because Ralph Roll is in the building. The craziest thing that ever happened to me, I did the Grammys with Lady Gaga. First I would hear a voice would count, or then you would hear a click. So I'm playing, and everything is fine. All the rehearsals were great. Sound check was great. And I'm playing going, man, I am killing because I can't hear the click. <laughs> and then I realized there was no click. The click was not there. And so if you also stop to think, then everything goes. On a live show, I would be that drummer that stopped on the Grammys for the rest of my life, you know? I could be sitting in, like, McDonald's and go, aren't you that drummer who stopped on the Grammys? You know, and I'd run out screaming. <laughs> Every Thursday, from 4pm, FUBAR Radio. We are now joined by uh, uh, another Italian. We're joined by the lovely Adele Tuli. How are you doing, Adele? Hello, hi. All good, thank you. Ciao. It's Ciao. really good to have you. Um, here in the studio, we have Andrea De Giovanni, who is um, an incredible artist, and he is also Italian. So it's it's like Italian Central over ah, here. Okay. Hiya, how are you? <laughs> You're in your studio. Um, So, Adele, uh, you directed um, an amazing documentary called Out in Mumbai, and this this followed the stories of three people who lived through the decriminalization of homosexuality in India. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that documentary and how you got involved with that? Yes. Oh, sorry, Adele, we're we're, we're losing you here for a second. Um, Do you want to try again? Can you hear me? Yes, 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 yes. You might, you might hear some rain in the background because unfortunately in Rome it's really pouring with rain at the moment. But okay. anyway, um, the documentary is uh, very dear to me because it's my first film. And, um, and I was in India at the time doing some research about uh, LGBT rights and, and, and struggles as uh, homosexuality has been illegal in India since uh, the, the British occupation, really. Uh, and, uh, and, and obviously the LGBT community was fighting against this law for a long time. And when I was there, uh, finally, and a bit surpri- surprisingly, somehow the, the Supreme Court finally ruled against this Section 377, which was the law. Yeah. basically criminalizing homosexuality. So it was a very, very special moment for the community. It was a sort of uh, media, uh, and obviously uh, it was so powerful and so full of energy that we decided to make a film about it. So that's how it uh, started. I was already there and, and with a lot of friends okay. in the community in Mumbai. It's, yeah, it was it was an amazing movement. It's obviously um, like the decriminalization 
of homosexuality over in India was like, and it's really important that we did document that. Um, Adele, we, we're, we're really struggling to um, hear you here. If you're able to move anywhere else where you might get a better signal, that would be absolutely oh. perfect. Uh, um, but I, I, I'm really interested in how you... Cause, you. Yeah, go on. Yeah, because I can hear you very well, so I don't know. Uh, I, can you hear me? Or? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I can hear you a little better now. Um, so, uh, okay. how how Because exa- obviously you're Italian, and this was based over in Mumbai. So, how did you how did you yeah. how did you kind of end up in Mumbai, and and what was it that really drove you to getting involved in that specifically? Yeah, well, I've been traveling to India for a long time because I, I um, well, my academic background at the time was uh, was. Um, Oriental studies, so I was uh, I was focusing on on India in particular. I was uh, researching about uh, feminist struggles and LGBT struggles, so yeah. that was my sort of engagement with the with the topic and with the community. So that's how that's why I was already there in Mumbai when it all happened, and yeah. that's why I decided with my friends and the people I knew that this was worth telling it uh, into a film. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're living in London now, right? Yeah, between Rome and London at the moment, yeah. So so what is your kind of... how? It must have been really, really interesting to see the LGBT culture in Italy and in Rome and then seeing it in somewhere like London and then seeing it in India. Like, what was the biggest contrast that you noticed between the kind of cultures in those different countries with different religious backgrounds and completely different, uh, almost, approaches to um, sexuality and gender? Well, I mean... Uh the, obviously, there are differences, and the, and, it, and the differences are many. Also, according to you know, urban or rural areas or class issues, I mean, there is all sorts of differences. But in general, I can unfortunately say that in Italy, the situation is not as uh, different in a way from what it was in the time. Because, as you know, in Italy, we live under this very Catholic uh, regime. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, and unfortunately, LGBT rights here are also quite, uh, you know, are starting to get to get heard. And only last year, for the first time, we got the law uh, finally uh, protecting some civic partnerships in yeah. Italy. And it's not even a full uh, a full marriage equality law. So it's a, it's a it's a struggle here in Italy as well. And um, and in general, obviously, it all depends on. on different places but the the community in India is unbelievably strong unfortunately what happened is that uh, after a few years of the judgment the Supreme Court of India actually unruled uh, the decision and so they and this is unprecedented but they went back uh, to square one in a way so the the, the, the homosexuality is still illegal in India there was this window of a few years in which it was decriminalized but actually it got back where it was. Yeah, so I, the fighting. Yeah, I remember seeing. I, I mean, there was uh, there was. A, I remember seeing on social media there was so much uproar about when that decision was overturned, and it was it was such a shame to see such a, you know, monumentous step forwards, only for that to then be undone. And I, I, I may have this wrong, but I think that's the kind of the first time we've seen that happen because we've seen obviously the decriminalisation in so many countries around the world, and we've seen. You know, same-sex marriage yeah. and things like that in America and Ireland and um, in Australia. Yeah. And I think it's so sad to see a country taking such an enormous step backwards. Yeah, what? it was a shock. It was a shock for the community and for most of the public opinion, to be honest. Because uh, 
the, the judgment at the time was very welcomed in general by the media and by the, you know, the public opinion. It was really shocking that the Supreme Court made the decision. And obviously, uh, there is the influence of, uh, of uh, religious, uh, uh, conservative religious leaders there. And, uh, and it, it, is, it seems that the future might be bright again, because just last year, this summer actually, there was a new statement from the Supreme Court that was actually really challenging the, the, the previous judge making okay. that step back. So it looks like uh, it's under, it's, they're going to hear the, the judgment again, and it looks like it's going to be finally removed but you know until it happens you never know yeah and and i also understand that it's 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 not kind of just against homosexuality i i may have this wrong but i believe that um that it has to any sex that happens has to be between a married heterosexual couple and it has to be done in <laughs> missionary position well that's really this is thanks to the thanks to the colonial past to be honest because the phrasing is the same as the as as it was when it was introduced by the british so it's a sort of uh, uh, a, a law against uh, the unnatural sex, apparently. And for natural, they mean anything that is not penetration between a male and a female. I mean, so technically, any other type of sex activity would be illegal, but obviously it's only used towards it must be and only used towards homosexuality yeah i mean that that just sounds like a very boring life to me for, <laughs> oh for, for everyone across <laughs> across india really boring <laughs> Jeez. Um, Jeez. so anyone that wants to watch out in mumbai they can they can still do that right they can still do that yes because it's going to be really uh in this saturday right is it you, it's supposed to be this Saturday, right? Yeah, we lost you a little bit there, but yeah. Um, so Saturday the twelfth at eleven fifteen, people will be able to watch it. It's on um, exactly. Freeview and Sky Virgin, etc. Um, so yeah, people exactly. can tune into that, and they yeah. should definitely, definitely give that a watch. And I will be too. I'm really interested yeah, in seeing too. the journey of these amazing people. And it's on, it's, it's on Together TV. It's on Together TV on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Adele. That is still uh, it is still circulating because that the issue is still quite important and it's, it's not resolved. So it's it's kind of uh, good to still raise awareness about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it's become it's become relevant again because of the overturning of the everything. So, and now it looks like we're going to be making progress again. So, it's it's a really it's a great time for it to be out, and it's a great time to be talking about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I commend you on creating such an incredible um, documentary, and I can't I can't wait to watch it. Um, Adele, Thank you've you. you've been incredible, and I'm really sorry that we had a we had few connection issues, but it's been lovely talking to you um, anyway. And thank you so much for yeah, coming on the show. Yeah, here. Yeah, thanks for having me there. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye. See you. Bye. Oh, she was lovely, wasn't she? Yeah. It was such a shame that I was I was struggling to um, hear know. what she was saying, but she was she was making such uh, you know incredible points about uh, about so many things and and you know how relevant and, and topical this is right now because it's not just India; it's so many countries around the world, right. and there are so many countries where you know the death sentence and things I'm like this are still are still in place. Um, so I think it is important that we kind of talk about it because I think Definitely. often, you know, us living here in London, we are in our little bubble and we yeah. feel very safe and we have rights and we have protections and the the 
the law is here to yeah. protect us whereas in other places it's not the case so um yeah it's it's very important that we kind of stay aware and, and do keep Absolutely. talking about these things so yeah if you do want to watch out in mumbai that is out on that is playing it's your last chance to see it on saturday the 12th that's this saturday at 11 15 um so yeah do give that a watch should we have some more music andrea yeah all right this is miracle Ask me no questions, I will tell you no lies. Careful what you wish for. I hear that you're a big um, RuPaul's Drag Race fan. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, you and the rest of the community. <laughs> exactly. But Mama, Mama retweeted me twice, and Rude genuinely <gasps> moments of my life. Oh my god! I remember there was. Um, I don't even remember what it was about. There was an article saying it was. It was a great article, and it was something to do with me, but I don't remember what it was. And Rue <laughs> tweeted it out, and like my face was there on Rue's Twitter, and I was like, "Are we? Are we serious? Goals? Is this what's happening right now?" <laughs> and I like. I, I had a little bit of a nervous breakdown about that i did that i did that too like for 10 <laughs> minutes i generally stared at the computer it was like no she didn't no and then she like because it was me singing like a mashup of it of like, its covers and then she put gorge and then it's like gorgeous <gasps> oh, i was like wow validated like i don't need y'all opinions no more like she said i'm good so like i'm ready <laughs> that's incredible i know right you've been i mean that's you've won you've won at life you, you've, you've yeah. finished you're exactly. done <laughs> I, was like, I don't need any but like what industry approval i've got rubble approval like i'm fine <laughs> well in in celebration of that and in celebration of your love of drag race um we thought this week's um porn or not porn theme would be drag race so i have some sound effects here um (laughs) i have five lovely sound effects some of these are from drag race and some of them are from porn and you're gonna have to figure out which are which and because you're such a hardcore fan if you don't get five out of five, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like. Okay, we're kicking okay. you out of the studio. <sighs> so um, let's get in position. R- okay. Rue's listening, and she's going to be disappointed. Oh she's going to be so disappointed <laughs> in you if you get the, if you get these wrong. She's not listening. Of course, she's not listening. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear your first one? Yeah. All right. Here we go. What are you doing? Oh, oh. That's not RuPaul. Ooh. I literally watch everything. No, but it's not necessarily RuPaul. It could be any drag oh, queen. Okay. Oh, okay. From Drag Race. Oh, okay. Okay. Could be any again? of them. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Now that you said that, mm. it's like, oh. Just want to put it out there for, for, for you and our listeners. I also don't know the answer. So um, cool. I'm also trying to figure this out. It sounds very Drag Race to me. Yeah, like, it's kind of like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, like I'm seeing them like doing their makeup and being sassy with each other. That's right. that's what I'm. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, it's like see someone walking walking to the workroom and being like, like, "What are ma- you doing?" Can like, I also imagine a porn though? Like you know, one of these scenes that they create because they're so bad. It's kind of these acting scenes where they can, like walk in and maybe I don't know, it's like a threesome kind of scene. Yeah, and there is like the guy walking in, which is the alleged boyfriend, and they're doing stuff. It's like, it's what, like are what are you, are doing? you doing? Yeah, that's exactly what I was picturing on the porn side as well. So this could literally go either, either way. Oh, I oh see, I feel like this might be a red hair. I'm, oh no, I don't know which way to go Because it could so easily be either way exactly. Let's listen again What are you doing? It sounds, mm. it sounds quite professionally recorded And there is professional porn out there But a lot of porn can kind of be a little bit yeah, busted right. So I'm thinking that maybe And also the tongue is like, what are you doing? Which is like yeah, very like It's, qu- queen. it's que- queenie <laughs> Exactly I'm saying Drag Race. Okay, I'll say porn. Let's see who wins. Ooh, let's see, let's see, let's okay. see Lovely producer, what is the answer? It is porn. Congratulations. You got it correct. Um, <laughs> bratty stepsis just needed cock, <laughs> apparently. Um, let's have that one more time. 
What are you doing? No idea what the context of that is. I know, it could be. <laughs> but I feel like we probably had it about right. Like yeah, what was exactly. What was there. going on, yeah. Um, oh, apparently, it, so they were working out together. And I guess the other person was doing it wrong, maybe? Oh, okay. Who knows? Yeah. All right, your, okay. next, your next little <laughs> clip. Can we pretend I'm the dog and you're walking me? Oh, oh, this is Jada Sophia <laughs> and this is Drag Race, honey. Like, you can't fool me on that. I'm not even going to wait for the answer. You are absolutely. I can correct. tell you the queen. You know, like I'm that hardcore fan. <laughs> very, I'm very, very impressed. Like there was no hesitation there. You just went straight in, and, and you. She has such like. No, like that voice of that queen because you could never really understand what she was saying. Sure, she's like, I don't get it. That was, was like, season two. No, no, um, no Josephine, I think it's season three. Okay, okay. Do you want your next one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Oh, apparently, like, oh, this, this is oh. this is this is like really again could go either way because that's that's definitely heels on a wooden floor. Yeah, but I mean, Th- that could be either I mean, either or. Exactly. <laughs> Like again, the sound quality sounds quite good. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, that could be Drag Race. Yeah, it could be a scene where you know whoever is walking in and then is saying a line. But I'm seeing because it's quite because those those footsteps are quite hard. I'm I'm no longer thinking. I'm not thinking high heels. I'm now thinking like a military boot. And mm-hmm. maybe this is like porn. And maybe it's like one of those like military fantasies. Could, could very be. You know, do, could do, very do, be, like yeah. it's very stern. Like, how much can you read into the sound of shoes walking on the floor? I know, I know, right. I don't know, because it still sounds like heels to me, though. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, but I don't, like, it would be so obvious. I feel like, you know, but it's one of those trap bars, you know, like, it's obvious, but then it's there. I, I, I think we I think uh, the sneaky producers are trying to trick trick trip us up here. So yeah. I'm going to say that this is from porn, and this isn't this is not a drag ra- a, a drag queen walking. Because um, to be honest, when do you actually get a scene in Drag Race? When do you ever really see a drag queen just walking with just the sound of them walking? No, I know. Because like when I... they're coming out to lip sync, like you've got music, yeah. you've got everything going. So on that basis, okay. I'm saying that this is porn. I don't know. Because you're saying this is porn. Okay, forget. Like, this is Drag Race. Oh, okay. I'm like... All right, let's see who's right. Ah, ah porn! Oh, he <laughs> Knew it. it. He likes it rough is the name. So it probably was of... military boots. Yeah, I think military probably boots. it was military boots. Do we know if it was military boots? Um... Heels. Oh, it was heels. I there was you go. So I can get that right, though. <laughs> um, it was a, a mum walking out of the room, apparently. Um, I love how little information we're provided, and we I really know, have to right? use our imaginations <laughs> to figure out what's going on here. I love that. <laughs> All right, let's do the next one. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, oh. that's baby Adore Delano. This is Drag is Race. This is Adore Delano. Oh, I'm very... Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. She says that all the time. Is that definitely Adore Delano? Yeah, Delana? and I even... I, I probably can even tell you the episodes. This might be... Oh, here she the is. challenge, the Scream Queen's challenge, when she's, like, lead, when she's, like, the leader. Yeah. They're nodding. I'm so... That, that is ridiculous. Not only have you identified that it's Drag Race, you've identified which queen it is and which episode... 
I mean, I'm the, a hardcore fan. The producers are literally, saying literally that scene. I've watched it about like three or four times each season. I'm so <laughs> so impressed. Like you are absolutely smashing this. I feel like if you don't know the answer, then it must be porn. Exactly. Now, 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 now I'm getting into that mode. If I don't know the answer, it's definitely porn. Because if it's Drag Race, I just know. You know it. All right, let's have the final one. Oh, 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 we've caught her out. <laughs> because, like, it made me go into, like, a drag race scene and mm. a persona because there is Jinx Monsoon who's got, like, the narcolepsy thing so she falls asleep and there oh. is a few scenes when they get her, like, kind of like this. But I wasn't too sure at the end of it. Like, the sound ended differently. Do you want to hear it again? Let's hear it. I mean, I have I'm, no idea what this could possibly be, but I, 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 I'm, I'm seeing. I think it must be Drag Race because I'm like, how could this be porn? What is happening? I, if this is porn, there is like a fucking piggy something, you know? Yeah, like end. what? What on earth is going on? Like, put your porn head on. We're going to listen again and right. really try and visualize porn and try and figure this out. Right. So someone's asleep, and it's very tense. And then who fucking knows what happens at the end? There's like maracas, there's I know. a pig. And there's also this like <laughs> jingling music that are typical of drag race. They yeah, it's like that like suspense, something naughty's about to happen. So I feel like it's drag race. And, if, and you think it's Jinxman, but if it was drag race, you think it might have been Jinx? It, it might have been, but like, again, I'm not too convinced because I, I, like, I know that that well. I, I know that that well, that when she falls asleep and everything, it goes straight away into a confessional. Ah. The scene. So that's why, unless they cut it and edit it that way, and I would have been like, major, <laughs> I commend you on that. But otherwise, mm. So you're saying porn? Yeah. All right, what is the answer, please? It is not porn, and it's Jinx! It you shouldn't have it doubted was. yourself. It is Jinx Monsoon falling asleep due to narcolepsy in season right. five. And I even repeated the whole. You shouldn't have doubted yourself. Right. You know what? I'm giving you that. Because you, you got you. the fucking exactly, queen. Exactly, exactly. You knew what was happening. <laughs> you just so, hedged your bets. Exactly, exactly. Never doubt yourself, Andrea. I know, right? I know, don't right. do it. I'm, I know, so, right. I'm so proud of you. And you know what? Yeah. I don't know how many points you got there, but I'm giving you five out of five because I was you. so impressed by your drag race <laughs> knowledge. I'm giving you some kind of crown. I'm such a hardcore fan. Like, literally. <laughs> I just love it. And even to me, like, it enabled me to learn and respect drag queens way much more. I didn't know much about drag before. Mm. And actually, I was kind of like judgmental. Like, I'm open about it. Like, I was. Because, like, yeah. I didn't get it. Again, it was like I wasn't comfortable with my femininity as well. So yeah. I was like a, a full person man who takes it to the feminine world. He's like, oh my God. And then, like, watching the show, watching the craft that is behind that they are artists that do the makeup and the gowns and all of that I was like I have a lot of respect for those people actually I think it's drag race has been an amazing vehicle for bringing not just drag but um, you know questions about gender into the mainstream and yeah. I think I will, I'll never forget that I was once, I was, I was queuing up in a little ice cream shop to buy mm. ice cream. Um, this was about two years ago, and it was, it was near my house in London. And there was two women, and they were probably around 50-year-old women, and they were just stood there, and they were having a full-blown conversation about drag race. Yeah. And I was like, that is amazing, because when, wh when would you usually get two 50-year-old Exactly. straight women <laughs> stood having a having a conversation about drag that would that would maybe i'm wrong but i just feel like that would no, never no, happen absolutely you're definitely and right. now it's so it's not a sh yes gay people love it and obviously it's i guess we're the the target audience exactly. for the show but everyone's watching it now everyone
everyone's watching Drag Race. Everyone's talking about Drag Race. And I think that in itself is... I, I just think it's an incredible thing and, so and bringing powerful. drag into the mainstream is, is, is so important because it's been such an important part of our culture but even before it was such a key part of LGBT exactly. plus culture it used to be a part of like working class culture you know you would have working class men's clubs and the drag scene would be an enormous part of that and and so it's been it's played such an integral part of American history British history history from all around the world Absolutely. and the fact that we're celebrating that is now is, is just amazing and right. the fact that it's a reality TV show as well is... is come on, exactly. yeah. oh, we love the drama, <laughs> come on, we love the, and we love the shade, yeah. and we love all of the, the confessionals and Untucked. Like, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, if you don't watch Untucked, you're getting only half of the story. Like, that's all I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. so you've got to watch Untucked. So you need to, you need to commit and dedicate. That's where the drama is. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it this season. Well, do you want, do you want, to, know, um, do you want to know a secret after I've said all that, Andrea? Yes. I stopped watching at season five. Not because, I, I still think it's an amazing show. Okay, and no, come back, please. <laughs> no, I still think it's an amazing show and I still support it and I still think it's absolutely brilliant. I just, I guess I personally lost a little bit of interest in it, but that doesn't, that does not detract from how amazing and incredible I think it is. And all the queens on there, I think are amazing and they're making great statements. And I think it's a great thing. I recently saw there was a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of people kind of going on Twitter and like slagging off Drag Race. And I don't understand what those people are trying to achieve. I think it's almost going back to this, almost this femme shaming we were talking about earlier and people almost trying to say that they're better than yeah. other people within the community yeah. by saying, oh, I don't watch that show. I'm not feminine. I'm not into all of that. <laughs> um, and I think I think that's a real shame. I don't. I, I think it's really important that it, it is an amazing thing and I think we should celebrate it, even if you don't personally like it. I yeah, think. no, I know, a lot, I know a lot of, like, gay friends that would not be particularly interested into that. It's like, obviously, I love it. It's, it's like, I love drama. I love makeup. <laughs> I, love, I love all of that. So I found a personal interest. And i got to say, definitely... Um, drag has also changed from like those season yeah. five to season ten. It was more like ready to wear, and it was more about like being funny, not so polished. Like now, you see some of those queens coming out in certain garments that it's like you must have paid money for that because it's yeah. like you know what I mean. And so it's, the concept is completely different. It's more couture based, and again, it's a TV show and. Yeah everything that comes with a TV show like I've done it so I know what the dynamics are the confessionals and we get to see I guess 10% of what the reality really is of then course you go and follow those queens and you see what they say online and everything there was so much uproar recently for the vixen because she brought sort of the black race issue in one of those untagged yeah. and also she's been targeted like wildly by boss like she's been saying people are saying that she should you know go away or she should kill herself and because yeah it's just because she's like very outspoken but that's the TV show part like those are human beings and that, and, and that's the important thing when, when watching Drag Race, or Drag Race or watching any reality TV show is that you've got to understand that these people go into it and they interact with each other and then the producers shape and script it and then they edit it in a certain exactly. way that if they want to make if they want to make any single person look like a monster they can do that they have the power to do that you that is the magic that. of <laughs> production and the magic of editing so you know if you do see a person portrayed in a certain way on a tv show a reality tv show it's not necessarily the truth there's always going to be a little bit of the truth at least missing there so yeah. I think it's important that you look at the yeah, bigger picture yeah because to me when I, when I started it we're just like no like I am the same like if a full room of people started to have digs on me obviously my first reaction you have two reactions you either cry 
So you're that kind of person who cries and is like a very upsetting cries. Yeah. Or you just go on like you go crazy and you start attacking everybody because it's your form of defense. Yeah. So she's not being a hateful black woman who's being stereotypically very loud and very annoying, targeting people and being very rude. No, she's not. She's a person that is hurt, is in a difficult moment, and everybody is digging at them, and they're just trying to, you know, fight back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on that note, should we have a little bit more music? Yeah. All right, this little bit of Kylie Minogue, Slow. Knew you'd be here tonight, so I put my best dress on, boy, I was so right. All right, we are going to do sex confessions. Thank you so much to everyone who has emailed in their sex confessions. Um, this is all completely anonymous, um, and I think we're just going to dive right in. Oh, we've got loads here. Um, I'll read the first one, and then I'll, I'll let you have a go. All right, so the first one we have had. I went on one date with a dude, and he asked me, mid-date, if I would be willing to wear a diaper for multiple day- days, soil the diaper, and then let him fuck me when he changed it for me. I asked him if he was into other kinds of sex. He told me literally anything, but his kink was too vanilla. I'm all for kinks like live your life, boy, but on a first date, question mark? Coming on a little strong, I respectfully, and they've emphasized respectfully, declined and haven't heard from him since. I think that's really interesting. And I think when it comes to kinks and things like that, I think I almost think that when you're dating, if you have a specific fetish or you have a specific kink, that it's really important to not let that kind of dominate your entire dating life. Like I have I have certain kinks and, and certain fetishes that I'm into myself and I've dated guys who have not remotely been into them. But that's not changed the dating dynamic for me. I think, you know, I... If, I think if I was dating a guy and he didn't want to have any kind of sexual interaction, I think then I would be like, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't do this. Like, I need to have sex. But I think for me personally, I could say, OK, I can't do this one specific sexual act with you, but I can do lots of other things. But then maybe if you're so into something, if you're so into your fetish and like all you want is to do that with somebody and you're out there looking for the, that special guy you can do this one <laughs> thing with and then they don't want to do it with you. I think, I don't know. I just, I, I think, I feel like this, this, this guy was a little bit harsh on you by, by saying that he, he didn't want to see you. Yeah. Because I think also this person was really respectful in the yeah, fact that they exactly. were like, hey, it's cool that you're into that thing. But, uh, yeah, but just, you know, because I think, ma'am. you know, this, you know, having a, a scat fetish of any kind, you know, being into dirty diapers and all that thing, I think there's a lot of stigma and shame about that. And the fact that this person was willing to talk about that. And then this person, this other person didn't write that guy off, didn't say, oh, no, you're exactly. into this fetish, I'm going to you know abandon you they were like oh okay that's cool that you have that but i'm respectfully (laughs) not interested i just think it's a shame that the other person was then like oh well no i'm i'm not going to contact you i'm not going to talk to you anymore because you don't want to play out this fantasy with me but that's almost the problem that i have like when people are too you know too keen on kings straight away yeah because to me like of course everybody's got their own i don't have many really so for example i would be put like if somebody told me that i would literally probably like run off yeah i would be scared like i would generally would be scared because i was like i would what like is so far off sure my thing that actually somebody like me i would be put off yeah so that's why i think 
it's okay to be open about it, and I respect that. But like, let you know, maybe second, third date is like you, when when you get to know the other person yeah. a little bit more. Because I don't know, it's it's such an intimate thing. Yeah, what, whatever it is, it's so intimate that it could put you on the spot if you're on like on the other side of the table. You kind of like absolutely oh, crap. Like I don't know what to say really, and I feel uncomfortable. I want to leave. I'm like, Ugh. and I do, and I do think a lot of these these kind of kinks and things they can be quite intense, and people might not even if they're into it, they might not want to do that on a first date whether you're talking like bdsm or, or like being tied up or being harmed consensually obviously um or humiliated or you know scat or water sports or any of these things i think it's i think it's quite a big unless you're both fully on board with it yeah, like, exactly. yeah we're gonna do this first date let's <laughs> yeah. fucking go yeah like i think it, it is a lot to ask of a person yeah. on a first date and i just think it's a real shame that you know these two people i've i've by the way i've assumed these are two men they might not be um so yeah apologies if if that's not actually the case um but these two people um they could have fallen in love and they could have had a happy relationship and 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 the guy who initially said no you know what i don't want to do the diaper thing six months down the line if he'd fallen in love with him he might have been like you know what you want to do this let's give it a go and then they might have both ended up loving doing that <laughs> and they could have had a happy happy exactly. ever after. Exactly. But I do think it's a shame that you would just like throw it away. Yeah, but I get the scare. Like, I, I don't know. I, I get the scare. And it, probably the other guy felt also like he might got home and got into his head, a guy girl, whatever he is. And, and you know, they might thought, oh, I might actually push the envelope too far. Yes. And they thought this, because I can understand from the other side of the thing, like, whatever this person is, might start to get like very self-conscious about it yeah. and like, maybe sort of like being hard on himself. So better, you know, better to cut, you know, cut the communication and move on. We find somebody else's who might going to like that because I guess there's two, you know, two sides. Yeah, no, and that's thing. a really good point. And I think on that note, I think it's really important that if you are talking to anyone on a dating app, in a club, a bar, wherever you are, if you are starting to flirt with somebody and they do bring up a fetish that is particularly out there, I think it's really important that you handle that really sensitively yeah. because somebody point I know even myself if I if I go to a guy and I say hey I've got this fetish and if they were to be like oh that's weird or oh that's gross that's disgusting like that would be really harmful Shameful, yeah. and it would also it would mean I'd be less likely to open up about that to the next guy I'm talking right. to so if somebody comes to you with you know the most out there fetish you can think of just just be sensitive about it and yeah, just be 10 like oh, seconds. just, 10 seconds just always reply. say oh that's cool that you're into that just say that and then yeah, be like but that is not for me sorry that's all you need to say like no shame yeah, most of the time I just say like okay like that's your thing respect you yeah. not mine but you know what I mean exactly um, so yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we. Um, I'm, uh, to the person who sent this in, I'm just, I'm just sorry it didn't work out. That, that, that is my reply to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, do you want to read the next one? Yeah. I think this one is definitely for you. Oh yeah, honey. <laughs> I love Drag Race too. Do you guys have any ideas of how can I get into drag? I might give it a go. Ooh. So, oh my god, love it. First of all, we are two. Let's let's go together because I want to do drag <laughs> as well. So, honey, whoever you are, come to me and let's go do drag together. <laughs> I guess the best thing, like watching other queens' advices and stuff, is do it in your own room. Yeah. If you live with your parents later on at night when they're like all sleeping in the room, you know they can cut you. Just like lock yourself into into your room and get some makeup and start to have 
paint your face, to have ideas, up until you get comfortable with it, and then slightly start to take it out. Yeah. Also latch on to um, other drag queens yes. that you could know, because, for example, like I know a few of them here in London. One is Michael Twaits that actually does an incredible, like, the art of drag seminary, so she actually helped creating new drag names in the scene. Amazing. Uh, there is Vanity Von Glow, who she sings as well. She's yeah amazing singer as well um so yes i guess like reach out to your community um do it in your room until you're comfortable and then go out and slay yeah no and i i i completely agree with that and, and again i i want to emphasize what andrea was saying about the the drag suite scenes not just here in london but around the world i think there are amazing little communities yeah. of drag queens who are really really supportive i think the wrong idea people can get dra- about drag queens sometimes is that they're all catty and bitchy right. and things like this because yeah. it's part of drag humor it's part of you know if you go and see a drag performance a lot of the time you're gonna see them making like witty jokes and things like that and sometimes those jokes can seem a little bit mean-spirited but it's all done in the place of love it's, it's done from a place of love and actually drag queens aren't mean and bitchy and ca- well I'm sure some are but like for the most <laughs> part all the drag queens I've ever met have been the loveliest most welcoming and accepting people and I've gone out into gay scenes all around the world completely by myself um, and the first thing I do if, when arriving at a new gay club by myself is I'll, I'll, I'll go and talk to a drag queen there and they, they're always like oh let me introduce you to my friends let exactly. me do this so you know so whatever city you're in reach out to your drag community and I'm Absolutely. sure they would be more than happy to take you under the wing or even just give you a bit of advice or they love that they love because you know at the end of the day if you revert the coin it's those drag queens where exactly you the same right as you now and they know that so they want to so. help you um, and if you are if you do happen to be in London Her Upstairs is an amazing drag, cl- drag club yeah. in Camden um, they're incredibly supportive of new talent they regularly do competitions for new talent yeah. a lot of London drag queens or not even London people travel to come and yeah. perform there um, a lot of people do their debut so they perform for the first time yeah. at that drag club and there's a, a whole audience of people sat there who are just willing to accept that it's a, a person's first yeah. performance and not be judgmental and be supportive so really reach out to your community and I'm sure that people can help you and if not Andrea wants to do drag with yeah, you exactly. so, so like reach out to me honey let's up. do this you can do each other's makeup <laughs> you'll have a great time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even a sex confession but I love that question exactly I love that too favourite question exactly alright next one me and my friends went camping this bank holiday weekend we all ended up getting drunk and sleeping in different tents I was one of the only ones who didn't have sex that night Yet I woke up with a used condom in my hair. Gross, they said. <laughs> that, how? How? You, <laughs> wait, so everyone's in different tents. Everyone's having sex. And you wake up with a used condom in your... So somebody's had sex, taken off the condom, came to your tent, unzipped it, and flung it exactly. at you. Oh, I mean, I feel for you. Cause exactly, like, I feel so bad. There's somebody who is making, like, not a funny joke. I would go mad. Yeah, well, you already feel left out because everyone's getting exactly. around away. And, and you're there not. Plus the double humiliation. That's not nice. That's not nice. Your friends are mean people. I mean, I, I, could, I can kind of see the funny side as well. I mean, it's a little yeah, bit mean, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's low-key funny. It's very mean, but, like, from the other <laughs> side, I can see how funny it is. I, I, the, the fact that this person has sent this in, I'm, I'm really hoping that they see the funny side of this and they, and yeah. they thought it was funny as well. I think yeah. it, it depends on who you are as a person and I think your friends tend to know you I actually think if I went camping with a load of my mates (laughs) that's the kind of thing that they would do to me and I would find it really funny I'd be like a little bit like 
angry but not really angry cool. I'd be like oh you fucking dickheads yeah but I wouldn't genuinely be pissed off so oh, I'd be <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like there's one thing because I, I think he did say in my hair my hair is like uh-uh. your sacred place it's like limited soda so if it was anywhere else in my body probably I would I would still be so grossed out like so grossed out I'd probably wash myself three times but like besides that like, hair no no, no, honey. no, no, I can't. <laughs> um, and, and, and I just want to. I'm drunk. I guess I, if I'm drunk, it's okay. <laughs> I, I just want to say, and just from a, a, a sexual health perspective, just just be careful with uh, you know, you use a condom for a reason. Um, so if don't be throwing used condoms around e- each other, like um, you know, the semen in that, or just 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 uh, that's, that's a, is a bad idea. Yeah. Just I just have to be conscientious. I have to be the I have to be the gay dad here and make sure you all behave yourself. So so just be safe, kids. You use a condom for a reason. They're not toys. <laughs> I know, fun police over here. <laughs> Do you want to read the next one, Andrea? Yeah. This year, I will, with emphasis on I will, take someone home after Pride. I've never been less shy in my life. Now it's my time. I yes! just have to. Wow. Yeah. Pride romance, so, honey. Yes! So pr- yeah, you be proud. You go to Pride. You get, you enjoy yourself. You have a. Get them all, boys. I, and, I, and I love that. I love that. I'm going to go out and do this. I'm going to... It's it's my time. I'm going to seize this. I'm going to... Yeah. And you will. I have full faith that you will. I know that you're going to have an amazing time at Pride. And I just... I love Pride. Oh. I've been to so many Prides all over the world. And I have, honestly, the best... If I were to list the, like, top ten okay. moments of my life, I genuinely <laughs> feel like at least five of them would Fair be enough. at Prides. And I just... It's such an accepting atmosphere. And... You know, not everyone goes to Pride for sex. It's not just about sex. Oh, it's no. about community. It's about Pride. It's about making political statements. Absolutely. But a lot of people but do then, go but then, and they're but like... Then the, the nice pleasure at the end. I mean, why not? Exactly. It's, it's, it's about <laughs> celebrating everything about our culture and, you know, sexuality. I mean, the clues in the words, sexuality is, is, yeah. is often about sex. And I think there's, there's no better way to um, show how proud you are to be... Gay yeah. or bi or pan or queer than yeah, no, absolutely. enjoying right. yourself exactly. and, and having a little I bit mean, of fun. I mean, go out. My advice, though, would be because you seem like very, very like, yeah, like that's my thing. I'm going to do it. If it's not going to happen, like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, oh, remember yeah. that it's always like a good day. That is pride yeah. that you're going out there. But trust me, like, get some alcohol in and, you know, you'll find somebody. As you will you will find so. If it doesn't happen, yeah, like, I'm sure you'll still have an amazing time and you'll still yeah. make amazing memories, but I'm sure, I'm sure it will. Yeah, no, come on. I'm sure yes. it will. We believe in you. You've got this. We're, we're both supporting you. You'll see Andrea on the stage and he'll be, he'll be yes, singing for you. exactly. He's singing for you specifically. to my song. All right, next one. I'm a cis girl who has always wanted to try pegging i met a guy on tinder that was down for it when we met up he changed his mind which is totally okay but we had a fairly awkward time the next week i ran into him in the supermarket (laughs) so awkward i didn't want him to feel bad for changing his mind but i was super disappointed Wow. wow so just for anyone listening pegging is where a girl or any person i guess puts on a dildo and has um anal sex with a man and the man is the receptive partner um so it's obviously i I know for a lot of straight guys out there um or you know maybe not straight guys but just you know people who aren't into typically into anal that it is quite a big thing to be like okay i'm gonna literally open myself up to you 
and 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 let you do this. So I so I kind of understand him like being like, okay, I'm going to do it, and then him being like, oh god, like, no, yeah, like, oh. and then running into him in the supermarket. That can't have god. been a pleasant experience for either of you. Like, oh, there's that guy who was going to let me fuck him in the ass, but no, then he changed his mind, and now here we are buying here we are buying <laughs> cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh, I kind of I kind of I kind of feel for both of you in that situation. Yeah. I like that they handled it like adults. Though. Yeah, no, they're no, like, no, hey, absolutely. do you want to try this? Yeah, cool. Now I've actually changed my mind. Oh, that's a shame. I'm really disappointed, but but that's I think there you go. Lesson learned today. When you want to try new things, best advice: do it with somebody you know. Yeah, because it's again, it, it's that situation where you, you, behind the phone you're like, yeah, yeah, just do it. Like, <laughs> then you get into the situation and it's like, oh, oh this oh, is like, this is about to happen, and I don't like. It. I feel sometimes we can get a bit carried away if we're horny. I know there's been many times I've been like talking to people on dating apps and I've been particularly horny, and I'll be like, yeah, do that. I'm going to meet you, and I'm going to you can do this, and I'm going to do this to you, and then you're going to do this to me, and then suddenly you're not so horny, and you're like, oh god, what have I agreed to? I've agreed to let this woman peg Amen. me. Why, why? Why? Why did I agree to this? this is, I'm not on board with this at all. So, uh, I live, yes, yes, <laughs> I get you, 100. Um, percent So I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that it didn't work out yeah. between the two of you, but I'm hoping you find somebody to peg very soon. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed for yes. you. Oh, well, we're down to our last one, Andrea. Okay. Um, would you like to read this yeah. one? Okay, this is so, all for you. I'm really insecure about acne scars on my back, and it is stopping me from having sex. I have been on a few dates with a guy recently, and would like to take it to the next stage. But I'm just so embarrassed and freak out that as soon as he sees me naked, he will change his mind and not fancy me anymore. Oh, Babe, babes. Look. I, I, I have the same thing. I have, I, it's not acne, but I have vitiligo. So throughout all of my life, I thought against this thing of feeling like not worthy or feeling like people wouldn't like it or would have judged me because I've been called out many times oh you're like a cow mm. oh you got like you you got natural sort of like eye eyeliner like white stuff on top of your head and I felt so so ashamed about myself mm. like to the point that it would be 40 degrees and I would cover myself up because like I felt so insecure mm -hmm. but what I can say to you is that embrace those acne scars like yeah. it's just who you are and there's nothing wrong with that and if somebody has something wrong with it then they can leave the door yeah like, absolutely you do right now yeah, absolutely like i'm i'm 100 you're like whoever you, you are like a boy or a girl like you're lovely you look amazing and don't let those i mean those scars be uh something negative but actually use it as a positive input like those scars is, is what makes you different from all a hell lot of boring people absolutely so you know, Absolutely. Be proud of them. And, and, and I want to add to that as well. You know, I have things, I have a lot of stretch marks on my back and on my thighs. And I was really insecure about those for a long time. I thought they were really unsightly and I, and I felt exactly the same. I thought people are going to see these and they're going to think, ooh, gross. I don't exactly. want to be with him anymore. Um, firstly, nobody ever reacted that way. Nobody ever, right. ever saw those stretch marks and went, oh, I don't want to be with you. That never, ever happened. Um, <laughs> and secondly, and, I'm, and I promise you that I am not just saying this because you've written in with, with this confession, but I actually find, and I promise that this is 100% real, I actually find acne scars really, really attractive. And all my friends know that if there's a guy with acne scars, I literally... Frozen in the line. <laughs> I, I like, my head pops up like a little meerkat. And I, 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 I don't know, I, I find them really... I find them really hot. I, find, I think they're really pretty. So, you know, something that you feel insecure about may not... To somebody else, they may think it's even hotter. Exactly. And I know that I've been with loads of guys and all, all kinds of different body shapes and all kinds of different... 
things on their body, people with birthmarks and pe- people with pe- people with acne scars, people yeah. with stretch marks, people with all kinds of different things. And I've always been attracted to right. them for them. Um, and if anything, those little things about them actually make me more attracted to them. And I actually really enjoy those things about exactly. people because it makes them unique and it makes everyone's beautiful in their own way. So I know I was saying this won't just like cure your insecurities around this, but no, I, exactly. I, I, I really don't want you to feel insecure and I want you to try and really embrace those things about yourself. Um, but um, just on the flip side of that, I do have a friend also who's really insecure. He has an amazing body, but he's really insecure about being naked around people. Okay. Um, and he he always makes sure he brings people home back to his place. And he oh. has control over the lighting. He always does dim lighting. And he does it in his oh. own room because he has control. He can control how much of them that they... That, the other person can see and you know i don't think you should have to do that because i think you should be able to celebrate your your body but that might be a nice stepping stone into it um you know dim lighting and things and then when you start to feel more confident then you can be like full daylight here i am look at me for all i am look at my acne scars i'm beautiful as i am and as andrea said at the beginning if you don't accept me for who i am then the door (laughs) door is over there there. out you go (laughs) and i think that is a that's a wonderful place to end the show andrea you have been an absolutely amazing guest thank you so much for coming on if people want to follow you listen to your music how can they find you so first of all thank you for having me yeah like lovely two hours and you find me pretty much everywhere so twitter facebook instagram is andrea di giovanni and you can find me on spotify as well i'm andrea di giovanni and you can listen to my new song the wrong way and just brace yourself because a bunch of new music is coming your way very soon i'm very excited i cannot wait to hear and of course i am i cannot wait to see you perform at pride this year oh yeah yeah, 7th um, of July. Yeah, and 7th of stage. July. Anyone listening, please do head over to the main stage and give Andrea tons of support and support him online. And yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to play you out with a little bit of your favourite, RuPaul. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Guess who back in the house? Heels click clacking about. Fine, fresh, feminine style to 11. I'm divine, so heavenly gentlemen sweat. Let's dance across the board, no doubt. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.